Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a man that needs no introduction to fans of 80s music. As the bassist for Duran Duran, he helped pioneer the new romantic movement and became one of the most recognisable faces in pop culture. With a career spanning over four decades, John Taylor has made a name for himself as an accomplished musician, songwriter and producer. He's also had a successful solo career and collaborated with numerous other artists. Last week, I had the privilege of sitting down with John to discuss his life, career and the enduring legacy of Duran. John Taylor, legendary bass player with Duran Duran. You are so welcome to LMFM's 11 to 1. It's so lovely to meet you. My 10 year old self is doing a happy dance, bit of a fangirl moment here. (laughs) Ah, Yes, I get that. And, you know, my co-worker, Chris Murray, on The Breakfast Show, I was telling him that I was going to be chatting to you today and he was so jealous because he saved up all of his Holy Communion money to buy the album, the his very first album, I might add, which was uh, the Seven Ragged Tiger album. What a cool oh. first album to have. What, what a great use of that Holy Communion money. <laughs> which begs the question, uh, what was your very first album that you bought as a kid? Uh, Rod Stewart. Oh, fantastic. Which one? Never, never a Dull Moment, which was the one uh, it had You Wear It Well on it. It was like the one I really wanted was Every Picture Tells a Story, which had yeah. Maggie May. I mean, that was the big one. That was the one that broke Rod Stewart on a mega level. But I wasn't quite there yet. You know, I was still aspiring to owning albums. Uh, so never a dull moment when that came out. That was that was the one. And, you know, I, and, and I knew, well, all the albums that I owned, because I think by the time I was 18, I probably amassed like 30 albums, right? I mean, how, you know, how many albums can you, can you have when you're a teenager, you know? Uh, But I knew every note on those albums, you know, they were like, I mean, they were, they were like magical. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can completely understand that. And I know obviously Roxy music has to be in there as, as one of the first as well, as a big, big influence on you guys, but you particularly from an early age. Huge. I mean, you know, it's tricky, isn't it? I mean, you had to be there. You know, the, the 70s, like the access to the, to music was so different to what it is today, you know, and, and like it, it's hard to like, like the power of a, of a band like Roxy Music, who had such a such a powerful sound and look. And they come up on top of the pops one Thursday evening, you know, and and it's just like, how what the hell was that? You know, and of course, you can't go on YouTube and view it again, no. you know, right after you can't access it anywhere. 
it was a one-time only deal burned into your memory and then i had to i had to go and get the single you know i mean the fact that like we would go to so much trouble just to get one song were you, you guys know, like i mean we used to you know tape from the radio so that's well, the kind of era i came from and you used to go absolutely mad if the dj would talk over like an epic intro to a song or something like that, you know <laughs> yeah i got there i did i did get there uh, i convinced my dad that we needed one of those multi-purpose you know hi-fi systems with the tape decks but i i quite an early age i realized the totemic power of owning the damn thing you know and that's why i still i am such a reluctant streamer because i just yeah. if i care about a piece of music i i want to i want to own it i know that makes me very old school no but, i love uh, it i love that yeah, yeah. I, I i i and 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 like those singles you know and the b-sides even which you know we now know are almost kind of throwaway songs yeah. but 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 they became so so important, you know. And I think when, you know, I grew up in the suburbs of Birmingham, went to Catholic school, uh, you know, it was it was safe, pretty bland, uh, only child. And like my bedroom and what music did when it came in, you know, when I started bringing Roxy Music and David Bowie and Queen, you know, into that room, I mean, suddenly that, that, that the suburban bedroom was transformed into a den of exotica. You, know. <laughs> you paint such a picture and you know yeah. I'm, I'm I'm well aware of how difficult it's going to be to kind of get 40 plus years of Duran Duran into a couple of minutes but uh, as you do go back to then I mean if I was to go back to you in school in the 70s I probably would have walked past you in the in the hall John then no definitely Nigel, would have. because you were so shy you definitely weren't a rock star as like uh, you know that came later like I tell you, I mean, it was literally like the sixth form dance and somehow, I, and I just started playing and I had a little band and she called shock treatment after the Ramones song. And it was just at that moment, punk rock had just hit and everybody, all the, everybody wanted to play an instrument and none of us really could, but I borrowed this amplifier from a guy that was in a real band. And suddenly I had all this power at my fingertips. And I mean, I was playing, it was so fundamental. You know, it was it was really, I mean, I was playing like two strings, but I was playing it with such volume. And I'll never forget the looks, the transfixed looks suddenly, like the girls, but really all of my classmates were looking at me like, who is that? You know, and, and, and I got that. I got that in that moment that, that suddenly beca I became somebody that, that a, a person of interest. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, and I, and I got that sense of, of, of power. And, uh, you know, uh, but, but I, I think that, you know, the die was cast. And, and you know, and it's just that, that idea of the magic, the magic of music and the spell that music can cast. You oh, know? completely. And, and and you know the fact we're still talking about it, yeah. you know, and I and I and I think I feel very fortunate that I grew up in a period where, I mean, the Beatles. I mean, you know, mm. my mom was like a Beatles freak, you know, and she, you know, she was from Liverpool, so she loved that they were from Liverpool. They were like family members growing up. I just got it. There was no formal music. We didn't have a, you know, we, nobody played music in our family. We didn't. We weren't that highfalutin i really had to seek it out for myself i think i was about 15 i said to my parents i want a guitar 
So they got me a guitar from like the mail order catalog, you know, but, but nobody knew anything about tuning the guitar. So the guitar just like sat, you know, in a closet for two years out of tune. It didn't matter what you did on it. It sounded awful. And then it was the Sex Pistols, actually. And the Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK, that record was a revolution. It was probably one of the five most impactful records of all time. And I came home with that record and I put it on and I'm like, holy, sh- you know, where is that guitar? And I got the guitar back out and I was, and I just was like, I have to join this movement. Yeah. I've got to get on board with this movement. And um, yeah. And, and, the rest and, is and still, yeah. the rest is. And like, you yeah. know, you mentioned the Beatles and Duran Duran have, are going on so much longer th- than the Beatles have. And, and you know, still today they are you're like, you're still surprised us. I mean, f- Future Past, I mean, what an album. I mean, this has, you know, the, the moody ballads that you would expect. It has these amazing, you know, get out of the dance floor tracks. But then you are still experimenting. Like it's still really difficult to put you guys into a genre. And I love that about you guys. And I mean, in terms of, you know, the fact that you're still doing this at at this stage in your career, I mean, you know, we'd forgive you, John, if you just, you know, called it in and just, you know, but you don't do that. You experiment all the time. Well, I think it's the drive, you know, and you see it, I see it in Paul McCartney. I mean, you know, I see it in the Rolling Stones, you know, I mean, they, and those guys are in the studio together. Paul McCartney's in the studio with the Rolling Stones, Amazing. you know, because because still after all this time, they're still driven to make something great, you know, and surprise their audiences. And, you know, so we learn from the best, you know, and yeah, I mean, I feel so lucky to be to be in this game. I mean, we just, you know, we just were in the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and you know, yeah, which congratulations, was, by the way. That which was is, incredible. Well, I don't bring it up to brag, but it's kind of bizarre in a way, you know, for a band like Duran, who, as you pointed out, has always been in between genres. Mm. You know, Americans are very big on genres. Britain, UK, Ireland, we're a lot broader in our, in our tastes. You can turn on pop radio and hear all sorts of stuff, Yeah, right? We grew up you know, we grew up on top of the pops and you'd hear soul and you'd hear hard rock and you'd hear electronic pop and disco and you'd hear all this stuff and country, right? But you get to America and you either listen to a hard rock station or a country station or a pop station and they're very genre oriented. So because of that, I didn't think we'd ever get into this rock and roll hall of fame. But then we show up and what do you know? There's Lionel Richie, there's the Eurythmics, there's Eminem, there's, uh, you know, I mean, Dolly Parton, I think, was the same. Yes, yes. But then you're like, oh my God, I'm so proud of being a part of this, of this community. Who cares where you are? Hey, we're somewhere between Dolly Parton and Eminem, and that is (laughs) it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, Sinead, that is a warm, comfortable place to be. I love that. Um, but, you know, going right back to, to you know, the, the start and uh, the, the, the debut album being released. And then, of course, MTV is launched. Like, talk about serendipity working in your favour. Yeah. And I mean, some of the, the best things about Duran Duran are the videos. And, you know, they're really like short films. You're, you're a, a pretty big film fan yourself, uh, John. Did you just really latch on to this and kind of go, right, we can actually work with this medium? Well, we have to, I have to give credit to what, you know, our team, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and that was, you know, people that were working with us that saw the potential, uh, you know, when we didn't, I mean, we weren't the kind of kids to go, Hey, look, look how great we look together. You know, it, it really wasn't like that, but we did a couple of early videos, like one for planet earth, 
And I think which is label... so trippy, by the way. Watching that today <laughs> is amazing. It's got this kind of really cool, jagged, icy kind of wasteland vibe. And there's so much camera trickery going on with that. That yeah. still holds up today. It really does. Well, yeah, because it was a state, it was state of the art, you know, and and I think people were like, we can do really well. We can do really well with, with, with their videos if we put a bit of thought into, into what they do. We have to talk about the tour. You're coming to Dublin. We are so excited on May the 7th to the Tree Arena. Now, there's probably no point in me asking you what can we expect from a set list because you guys love to change the setup. But are there any sort of forgotten gems in there, John, that you'd love to lash out? Because obviously we're going to get the hits and we're going to get stuff from future past as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, we're, we're entertainers first and foremost. I, first and foremost, you know, so it's important that everybody leaves. You know, I want everybody to leave super satisfied and then some, you know, and there's some songs that Duran Duran just have to play, you know, that the audience wouldn't want to leave, you know, without us playing Ordinary World, Rio, you know, yeah. songs like that. But, you know, yes, the Future Past album gives a, gives a mood to the show in a way um, that I think the songs that we choose and, I don't know which songs from Future Past we're going to be playing in Dublin. We're not there yet. But, you know, we'll look at the set list from last summer and see what we played in Dublin last summer. And, we, you know, and we'll make sure that we, we, you know, we're not repeating ourselves, you know, that it's a fresh take. It's a different take. Um, Nick is very good at that. He'll call me and say, Johnny, I thought, what about last chance on the stairway? I, oh, and I, yeah. and, my, and my, my first thought he did was like, really? Oh, no, John, <laughs> you got to do that one. You got We haven't heard that in so long. Yeah, and in a yeah, live setting, yeah, that, yeah. that would be incredible. Oh, look, at it, John, I could talk to you all day. It's been such a lovely pleasure chatting to you. Continued success. And thank, uh, you. thank you so, so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.